Welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. And today we're talking about industrial hydrogen production, specifically electrolysis and the notion of producing green hydrogen. Verdaggi has just released a solution that, according to their associated white paper, helps drive down the investment and energy costs needed for the industrial-scale production of green hydrogen. And on the line to discuss that in hydrogen in general is Verdaggi CEO Marty Neese. So, Marty, thanks for joining us. And could you give a brief overview of electrolysis and as it relates to hydrogen? Sure, and thanks for having me. Uh, first and foremost, the way to think about hydrogen production today is the overwhelming majority of hydrogen is produced with uh, a process called steam methane reforming. So let's say more than 95% of all hydrogen is produced using that process. And that process produces, let's say, 10 units of CO2 for every unit of hydrogen. So it, it is an inexpensive process, but it is a CO2 intensive in process. So uh, that's what we're seeking to decarbonize when we go for electrolysis. And electrolysis is a different approach. It's basically electricity plus water. You split the water into hydrogen and oxygen. And depending on the source of the electricity, that's what gets you the decarbonization aspects or the, uh, the green hydrogen, if you will. Okay. And speaking of which, could, could you describe the current state of hydrogen production? You know, how green is it right now? Yeah. As I mentioned on the previous question, about 95% of all the hydrogen produced today is using steam methane reforming. So the methane component is where the carbon aspect comes in. So uh, it's CO2 intensive, 10 times more CO2 for each unit of output than green hydrogen. So when you think of green hydrogen, think of using renewable energy like solar and wind as your input electricity, and then you're splitting water as uh, the electrolyzer does its job, and that pr produces both hydrogen and oxygen and there are no byproducts, so there's no CO2 in that process. And the, the greenness, if you will, is dictated by the input electricity sources. All right, now why is green hydrogen so expensive? Historically, electrolysis had two components. So if you think about um, producing hydrogen uh, through green electrolysis, if you will, or electrolyzers using green hydrogen, there were two main components. One is the input electricity cost of renewables, and the second is the capital equipment expenditures for the equipment itself. So deal with the first one first. So wind and solar now have come down so significantly in cost that they're well below their fossil fuel equivalents. So there was a many, many years where we talked about grid parity for um, solar and wind, and when would they cross over with fossil fuel equivalents? Those thresholds have been passed a while ago. So solar and wind are now substantially cheaper than fossil fuel equivalents. So that helps you with the input electricity side. You're riding a deflationary cost curve of renewable pricing. Then on the capital equipment side, that's what Vertigy is seeking to do, is dramatically change the capital equipment cost required for electrolysis. So 
when you see the scale effects of the capital equipment space, the electrolyzer space, starting to ramp substantially, you're going to start seeing the capital costs dramatically decrease. And we're already seeing this across the electrolyzer landscape. We're seeing the same kind of accelerated cost reductions in electrolyzer capital equipment costs as we saw in solar and wind before it. So take, take all of that together. Solar and wind coming down rapidly in costs, capital equipment coming down rapidly in costs, and now you can, you can eliminate the question of why is green hydrogen so expensive and replace it with when is green hydrogen going to reach fossil parity? And that's now something that's well within the, the time horizon of the next five to seven years. You'll start seeing green hydrogen displace fossil fuel equivalent production of hydrogen. Mm, makes sense. Well, how, let, let's talk specifics. How does the e-dynamic electrolyzer address the cost effectiveness that you mentioned and carbon output of traditional hydrogen production? Yeah, so let's start with that low CapEx basis. So getting the capital equipment costs of the electrolyzer down significantly is job one. So we've tackled that by going with very large electrochemical cells that are capable of running at high current densities. And those two factors really help you drive the capital equipment costs down. Then you add in the dynamic part, and the dynamic part means that you've got the capability uh, when renewable energy is available, you can run the electrolyzer as strongly as possible, as productively as possible to lower costs. When renewables are not available, sun's not shining, wind's not blowing, the dynamic range of the electrolyzer allows you to turn it down 95% or more so that you can essentially avoid um, costs for uh, higher energy prices if you're grid connected. So again, if you think about it and you say access to renewables are available, you run the electrolyzer and you make it as productive as possible to take advantage of low cost renewables. If you're grid connected and you need to save energy when energy is expensive, or when grid prices are higher, you turn the system down and you maximize your efficiency. So taking together this balance of high productivity and high efficiency enabled by a dynamic range of the electrolyzer allows Vertigy's product to couple really, really well with solar and wind, which are intermittent, and to be super thrifty with energy if you're tapping into the grid and that allows you to, to basically have a, a use case for 24-7 operations and stay materially decarbonized, if you will. Perfect. Well, thanks, Marty. I want to thank you for your time. And to our audience, thanks for joining, thanks for joining us. Stay safe and healthy and have a great day.